Hey, good afternoon, everybody. This is the uh, Wenzel Perspective. Uh, I am uh, Matt Wenzel, and here alongside me is my brother, Cam. And uh, this is our very first episode of the Wenzel Perspective, and we're glad you can uh, uh, join in our topic of discussion. Uh, with our first episode, we're just going to kind of get a little bit of an introduction into our uh, sports topic, and then as our show evolves, we'll get into topics such as video games, TV shows, movies, and some other things that we can get conversation with. And then uh, eventually we'll get uh, guests that will appear on our show to join our conversations and discussions and have a friendly debate. Uh, otherwise, do uh, you have anything to enter? I think we're good. I think we're good. All right. So uh, to start off, uh, basically, you know, like I said, uh, introductions first. Of course, I'm Matt, uh, 27 years old from Medford, Wisconsin, and uh, we've always had a passion for for sports. Uh, I'm a recent uh, college graduate in video production, so when it comes to video production graphics, that's kind of uh, something that uh, I have a little bit of an expertise on. And a, definitely a podcast is something that is great enough not only as a hobby, but can further my uh, credibility in my area, uh, and especially having a, a good knowledge on sports is also something that can help keep a podcast going and then keep the uh, area of my uh, newly uh, graduated uh, degree. Uh, of course, alongside me is my brother Cameron. Cam is 20, so a little bit younger than me. Uh, Cam is currently a uh, student at UW Lacrosse. Uh, what are you going for uh, specifically again? Middle childhood education with a social studies minor. Okay, and that's that, that's a four year degree, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, and he'll be currently in his third year. And part of what we're discussing today is obviously it's been a very interesting uh, year so far with the uh, coronavirus uh, implications that have affected basically everything that has gone on in today's society, and. Uh, of course, we were going to discuss how the COVID-19 situation has affected uh, high school sports in our area, but even for Cam him, himself, it has obviously affected his uh, school year. Uh, basically, the schools have closed up in person, and so obviously Cam and the rest of students at UW Lacrosse and every university have had to finish their stuff online. So it's definitely been an interesting aspect how everything has uh, accumulated these last couple months, especially in the sports world, everything being postponed, whether it's NFL, NBA, MLB, college, March Madness was just right around the corner until everything was kind of put at a standstill. But uh, other than that, you know, being with us brothers and having uh, the uh, knowledge and uh, the passion for sports and everything with it, uh, we'll get started. So basically, we were going to start our first episode off with the COVID-19 implications and how they've affected high school sports. So with Cam being, he's 20 and been two years out of high school, he's known a lot of kids that are seniors this year that have obviously been hit by this. Um, we um, just finished our high school basketball season. I, uh, I'm a, the JV2 coach for the Medford Raiders high school basketball team here in Medford, Wisconsin, as well as the varsity assistant. And we just managed to luckily get in 
the rest of our season. We had just we had lost in the uh, the WIA regional quarterfinals, and luckily enough, we had got the season in. Some teams weren't as fortunate, the ones that were still playing. But uh, the seniors that we had on our basketball team, Cam, who when he Cam was a senior, they were sophomores. He's played baseball, basketball, football with them, and he obviously knows the frustration that goes with those guys not being able to participate in a spring sport. But not only is, has it affected spring sports, it's affected summer sports as well, such as off-season basketball, tournaments, contact days, camps, and all that good stuff. So, um, Cam, do you want to go through a quick uh, brief? Like, as being a high school athlete, you know, can you imagine going through that whole process? If you were still in school yet, you would not be able to participate in a sport? No, it's obviously a difficult thing to go through, especially for the seniors, knowing you probably aren't going to ever, well, unless you play college, you that you won't ever get to play organized, competitive sports for a reason. And that especially sucks for a lot of them that I know, because I know for spring sports, a lot of people are trying to make it to state for their sports that they had been in the past, or they were chasing school records that could solidify their name and the record books for school history. And it's just an overall situation that nobody wanted to go through yeah that's I like I said if I was in their shoes I couldn't under I couldn't I just couldn't understand and go through what they'd have to go through not being especially the seniors not be able to go through their last uh spring sport for their high school careers and there's a lot of areas that summer legion and bronco baseball is going to be canceled um and it's it's a situation where it's so hard to predict what's going to happen tomorrow or next week, next month, or the rest of the year. And uh, you hear so many rumors and you don't know what to believe. So as a high school basketball coach, it's, you know, when you have a summer schedule lined up and everything's going to be pushed back, it's so hard to know when we can get going again, or when we do be able to start up what we can get in before the fall season is being ready to start. Uh, we had one tournament this summer the WBY uh, tournament in Marshfield, which was canceled. That is run by Mark Miller, who is the uh, director of the Wisconsin basketball yearbook. He does all the high school basketball for boys, all news, uh, in-depth stories with teams, uh, takes, keeps track of rankings for players, teams, and all that stuff. Uh, Fortunately, so far, his WBY tournament in Plymouth is still a goal for our Medford Raiders, which is in mid-July. So hopefully we still uh, are a goal for that. Uh, so, okay, let's get into a little bit more discussion. So uh, as a sports topic, Cam and I are really, uh, we're very knowledgeable when it comes to high school basketball recruiting, a little bit of football recruiting too. So we know a lot of the landscape for a lot of these players that are in our state. And over the last several years, we've had a lot of really high-profile uh, basketball players come out of the state of Wisconsin for high school. And you, you look at when you think of high school basketball recruiting, what states do you think of usually? Obviously, your big main states like California and Texas are going to be like two of the main ones. Yep, and you, know, you look Florida at Florida here and there, right? Yep, and the big prep schools. Yep, all the schools like Oak Hill Academy, and you look at uh, Dematha and over in well, now you got Maryland. The big names of Sierra Cannon. You got LeBron James' kid and Dwayne Wade's kid. Yeah, actually, Dwayne Wade's kid, Zaire, is going to be transferring to Brewster. 
So that'll be a little bit interesting, but they've had obviously a lot of big recruits. Uh, Minnehaha is obviously a big one. But uh, so like you look at, uh, you know, a lot of those schools, they got most of their season in. But uh, Wisconsin, the last several years, has had several big name players that have been highly profiled in rankings by 247 Sports, which Evan Daniels and Jerry Meyer take care of. Uh, ESPN, which Paul Biancardi and Adam Finkelstein, Jeff Borzello take care of. Uh, Rivals.com, Eric Bossy, Corey Evans, to get good, knowledgeable info. But why don't you go, go through some of the players so far that was the state of Wisconsin has seen in this last 2020 class? Well, the last 2020 class, obviously, the big name that popped out to you is Jalen Johnson. And there's a whole big mess of story behind that with his transferring to IMG and then not playing a game and coming back. Personally, I'm a fan of him, but I personally think he's slightly overrated. He's got great skill for a guy at 6'9", being able to pass and handle the ball, but I don't know how well he'll be able to correlate that to the next level because his pure athleticism is what makes him dominate the game, but his lack of ability to shoot is really going to hurt his game moving on. Um, obviously, we had the, a big in Jamari Sibley, who was also teammates with Jalen Johnson, but ended up transferring out his senior year to Oak Hill. And then, personally, my favorite player of the class in Johnny Davis, who is a Wisconsin recruit. He's has it all. He's, what, 6'5", 6'6", mm-hmm. can shoot, he can rebound. And I got the liberty of watching him a few times, and it was just an absolute pleasure. Um, personally, in the game I watched against Minnehaha, he went up against multiple five-star recruits, top five, ten players in their respected classes, and he was still able to dominate going out and scoring, what, like 42, 43? I think it was actually 40 on the head when they played Minnehaha. But while we're on that topic there, so you know, you mentioned Jalen Johnson. Obviously, he's one of the more highly uh, proficient kids to ever come out of Wisconsin, one of the more highly ranked. You know, We've seen Diamond Stone, who's been a top-five player. Henry Ellenson was a top-five player. Uh, Kavon Looney out of Milwaukee Hamilton 2014 class was a top 15 player. So you've got five guys, five star guys in the past, like Sam Decker, Brian Butch, you know, all those guys. But you said that you think Jalen Johnson might be a little bit overranked. So before he transferred, he was a top, top seven or so recruit by both, by all rivals, 247 and uh, ESPN. So but after his transfer, you know, he didn't really play in IMG. He was hurt and decided to come back, and he wasn't eligible right away when he came back to Nicolet. Uh, then his ranking dipped a little bit. I think some some of those websites had him all the way down to about 12, 13, 14 position or so. Um, he's got – he's obviously a five-star recruit for reasons. So why do you think he's a little bit overhyped, though? I just think that Wisconsin on a national scale isn't as – uh, highly recognized for their quality of teams like around the state and he's in a conference that is good for Wisconsin but not might not be great overall and he's just physically so much bigger at being 6'9 that his just size and how athletic he is can just dominate the game he can just jump over everybody and he doesn't need to shoot the ball he, he hasn't learned to shoot because he could just physically outpower everybody and I think once he gets into more levels of competition that we won't see scoring numbers. I mean, I think he's still a good enough passer. Well, he'll get some good time because that I think is his best aspect of the game, but I think he needs to 
fix his worth at work ethic and just uh, focus on getting a shot. And we've had the liberty of seeing Jalen Johnson play twice in Madison. One, obviously, for Nicolay, his junior year. And uh, they ended at Wayne State that year, you know, along with Jamari Sibley, his younger brother, Kobe Johnson, who, by the way, his younger brother's recruitment has been picking up. I think he's picked up an offer from Cal, uh, East Tennessee State, in the last couple of days. Elon. Elon yeah. as well. Um, we've also seen him play his freshman year when he was at Sun Prairie. They came up short. I believe they lost to, what, Oshkosh North? Was that, I believe? No, Brookfield East. Brookfield East. And Brookfield East ended up losing to Oshkosh North that year at State. That was when Tyrese, Tyrese Halliburton's main year. Yeah, and uh, you know, and like Cam said, his he at six nine, you know, he's really grown over his high school career. We actually had the privilege of seeing Jalen Johnson when Cam was playing AAU ball with the Wisconsin Playmakers between his sophomore and junior year. We were at a tournament down in Middleton, and at that point, he was with the Wisconsin Playground Warriors. He it was eighth, in eighth grade. In eighth grade, he wasn't quite. He the, the Phenom U AAU team wasn't assembled yet, so. He did a lot of good things down there, and you know he was dunking a ball. He wasn't obviously big and physically imposing. He was still six one, six two. Yeah, he was. He, yeah, at, he, at eighth grade, you're at a pretty significant height advantage at that point. Yep. So he, you know, he was kind of hyped up even back then too. You know, he was obviously one of the better middle school players in the country too. And I think if he can, I think his, you know, as a basketball coach, knowing the traits that he does possess and does not possess. A consistent shot is probably his main thing. I mean, at this at this day and age, every level of basketball, NBA, college, high school, you got to be able to shoot the basketball. Even as a big – I mean, look at how the NBA has transformed the style of play today too. So being able to shoot the basketball is key. But being able to do so many other things, being th- physically imposing as he is – I mean, he's not like Shaq, not like going to, you know, be the strongest guy in the court. He's obviously going to have to be a m- bit more physical, but as – you, you can maybe compare to Magic Johnson, just the size and the the intelligence level of his position, and you know, being stuff. You know, that stuff is is huge. So maybe we'll see. He can he might be a big impact player at Duke. He could be a one and done. He might be two and done, three and done, four and done. We'll see. Um, obviously, he's one of the more prolific players to ever come out of Wisconsin. Right. Uh, I've had conversation with some of my friends, and they've asked if. I think he'll go to the draft where he'll be drafted if he was to go out after his first year. And a lot of people are saying, obviously, he'd be projected lottery. But my opinion, I think if he would leave after his first year, I mean, it's hard to say because he hasn't played any college. But I think he'd be like a late first round pick, in my opinion. And that's another thing, too, is you look at the 2020 class all around. It's it's a real it, – people are going to have their opinions. Analysts are going to have their opinions, too. Um, the 2020 class is a relatively strong class, in my opinion. But, you know, the funny thing is you look at LaMelo Ball, who chose to play pro ball. Actually, was he, or he was a class of 2019. Actually. He reclassified. Yeah. And then, obviously, R.J. Hampton was a five-star in 2020, and he decided to reclassify so he can go play pro ball out in Australia, obviously, where LaMelo Ball is. But you get look at guys like Evan Mobley, Jalen Green, Cade Cunningham, Scotty Barnes, Jalen Suggs, uh, Greg Brown. Uh, you got all these top five-stars out there. Uh, and it's, it's a really strong class. The, and the thing is, Jalen Johnson's actually held his own. Look at the AU circuit last year when he played against Isaiah Todd. He posterized Todd, and Todd's 6'10", one of the best power forwards in the country. And Isaiah Todd committed to play for Juwan Howard at Michigan. Well, obviously, uh, he backed out because he took one of the 
the new uh, contract things that the NBA G League is deciding to do, where they're going to start taking um, a specific hand-picked set of players to go from high school to the G League where they can sign to play. So, I mean, Jalen Johnson can hold his own, obviously. he's. Right. I think the biggest thing for him, like I said, is his ability to handle the ball and pass yep. at being 6'9". I mean, I'm sure he'll play a small forward, power forward in college, and he might get a few bigger guys on him where he can actually take advantage of that. And I know that was a big thing. Like when he was in middle school, him being so much bigger than everybody, he wasn't just a post player. He would be the point guard, bring the ball up. And I think that's really made advancements for him in today's game. And, of course, we mentioned uh, Johnny Davis, and obviously his brother is also going – you know, Johnny and Jordan are both going to Wisconsin. And I don't know if we previously said that, and most people probably know that Jalen Johnson is going to do play for Coach K. Um, but you know we've had we've had the privilege of watching the Davis twins, and obviously Johnny is the more rounded player of the two. But I think a lot of people don't maybe not know that they're both great football players as well. Uh, Central wasn't a great, you know, they have a great record as well. They've got a lot of great competition in in the lacrosse area. Uh, but you know, otherwise the class of twenty twenty in terms of big time college. You know, repet- you know, repetition isn't as big. I mean, you guys got like Dalton Banks who's going to Southern Illinois, and Max Klesman's going to Nina. Jacob Anasevich hey, sh- from Nina going to Wofford. Yeah, going to Wofford. Anasevich from Sheboygan Lutheran's going to Valparaiso. I mean, they're they're quality high school players, oh, yeah. but in terms of big colleges, they're not I, highly a, recruited. Yeah, but in general, I think that is a pretty solid class. But otherwise, you know, those are the partying seniors. And, you know, it would have been nice to see, you know, Nicolet and Lacrosse Central, Sheboygan Luther and go down the state. Uh, but now we get into our 2021 20, class. And you probably can say the 2021 class is a little bit more uh, solid. I mean, you probably have, and this is my opinion, uh, you know, Jalen Johnson was considered one of the greatest. My, it's is. Now that it's all said and done with Jalen Johnson's high school career, he's probably one of the best high school players to ever come out of Wisconsin. But now I think the following year, you have the best player to probably ever come out of high school in Wisconsin in Patrick Baldwin Jr. out of Sussex Hamilton. Basically, he's a 6'10", Clay Thompson. Right. And uh, sorry, before I let Cam talk here, I've, I've actually had the privilege of uh, watching Patrick Baldwin up close in person last summer at the WBY tournament Kakana. And I uh, actually got to meet with him a little bit. Actually, a really nice kid, really laid back, shy kid. And uh, he they played Kakana's team in the in this one game. And boy, he he could not miss. Pull up, just a smooth shot. Uh, he's very very mobile for his size. A solid defender. Is very long. Uh, his dad played at Northwestern and is currently the head coach at UW Milwaukee. Uh, watching Baldwin, I mean, c- comparing Baldwin to Johnson Baldwin's just more of an well more well-rounded offensively in terms of his shot and Cam's always had the privilege of watching him when he was at state his freshman year how do you uh I know for a lot of people that he's obviously compared to Michael Foster just because Foster was in the same class as him in Wisconsin obviously before he transferred out to Arizona but what are your thoughts on Foster compared to um Baldwin and if Foster would have stayed in Wisconsin, if that would have made a difference in well, opinions. They do. Their body styles are almost exactly the same. I mean, Baldwin might tower over uh, Foster by about an inch, but Foster is a little bit more physically imposing. 
and Foster's not the biggest guy. He's 6'8", 6'9", 215, 20 pounds. But he plays like he's 280 pounds. He's very aggressive, physical, and uh, and Foster's really well-rounded on his offensive game as well. And there's a reason why both Michael Foster and Patrick Baumann are ranked as top 10 players. This is before Michael Foster transferred out to Hillcrest in Arizona. But to the 21, in my opinion, the 2021 class was the best class we've had probably since the 2015 class when we had two five stars and Henry Ellenson and Diamond Stone that year too. But I think I I think if you take Baldwin and Foster, I, I would take them any day over Ellenson and Stone. Not, I mean, obviously people will look at their college and NBA careers, which you can't. You got to look strictly at their high school careers. But I think strictly on high school that Foster and Baldwin are way more talented. You you think of it too, like Henry Ellenson back like his sophomore year in high school was a top fifty player, and then suddenly his AAU circuit between his sophomore and junior year he really took a a huge step because he's he was a six ten mobile guy kind of like Foster and Baldwin are, and that really set him apart. Diamond Stone was highly highly notable by like his eighth grade year, and yeah, those guys were really prolific though their high school careers. And you look at these guys now, these guys I think can do a lot more. Diamond Stone was a true center. He wasn't a guy that was going to be outside. I mean, he could hit a three. Yeah, he could there, hit a three. But... And he was probably the better defensive player, you know, in terms of guarding, you know, being a rim protector than like what Foster and Baldwin could do, Baldwin could do because those guys are more out on the wins. They're going to play out. Well, I think Foster still averaged around two and oh, a half, yeah. three blocks. But a lot of times, you know, those guys will get ready to take off in the fast break, whether, you know, off a defensive rebound, they're going. They're trying to look for try to get a point or a bucket right off the bat. Um but like that class, you guys. I mean, that's this might be the best class in maybe history in Wisconsin State history. I know 2013 was good. There wasn't a, a five star in that class. They had Bronson Koenig, Dwayne Wilson, uh, Matt Thomas, Deontay Burton. But the 2021 20, class, I think, really stands out. I mean, and now that Foster left for Arizona, obviously did take a hit. But what other guys are there that are going to be? Or Division One prospects that have gotten some solid offers already. Well, strictly just looking at the players that have been offered by Power Five schools, you still got Tyrese Hunter, uh, David Joplin, and James Graham, who all have big big time offers. And then also you even start getting into like Kobe Johnson. And then what is the big surprise of the class that has been so far is Logan Landers of now Cedarburg. Um, He's definitely flown on the radar. We had the privilege of watching him back in, what was that, February? It was the first weekend of February at yeah, the Warren um, Mail. He attended Brookfield Academy, and 6'10", big guy who pulling up from three, doing almost – He was basically fa- playing point guard too. Yeah, almost doing fadeaway threes. And, I mean, he really stood out to us. Um, just looking at the Wisconsin – or with sports rankings, he's currently ranked 15th, which obviously needs to be reworked because – He's an incredible talent, and in the span of what was that seven days, he picked up offers from TCU, Houston, Texas A and M, Texas A and M, and Missouri, Missouri. Yeah, that's. I mean, so we were down at the border battle that weekend. It was down in lacrosse this year. Um, there were some quality games, and we were talking about at the time because you were obviously living down there yet for the school year. We were talking about you know because it's an all day thing, and if I if we could, we could probably sit all day and watch basketball. But, you know, obviously there's a time in the day where you have to obviously get a little bit of a rest and kind of, you know, uh, recharge ourselves. But we were also debating on which games we should leave to go get food. And it just so happens we were talking about leaving during the Brookfield Lakes – is it Lake City? Yeah. Minnesota game. And 
we did a little bit of research though on that game. And Brookfield East, excuse me, Brookfield Academy, I believe, was number six in Division Four coming into that game. And I, I forgot the exact division that Lakeview was in, or is Lake it Lake City? City? Lake City. Lake City. They were they they're third, I think, in their division over in uh, Minnesota. I think it was like Triple uh, A, whatever they were. But anyway, it just so happens that that was probably, in my opinion at least, was the best game of the day. It was back and forth to start. Logan Landers, and then he had Aiden Clary, who was one of the top shooters in the class of 2020. He's going to Rockhurst, I believe, down in Kansas City. Uh, those guys, they were going back and forth. And then, of course, Lake City had Nate Heisey, who was one of the top players in the state of Minnesota. He was a uh, Mr. Basketball candidate. He was. I, th- he I don't was, know if they ever made a decision on. It was, I think, Jalen Suggs ended up winning. I, I want to say Nate Heisey was fourth in the running, and he's going to Northern Iowa. He's I actually looked on two four seven sports. He doesn't even have a recruiting profile, which is kind of funny because that guy, he probably had other than Johnny Davis, probably the best individual performance of that day. I'm, first four possessions, he pulled up from three and made all, or yeah, pulled up from three and made all four shots. He probably had four or five dunks. He's a six five. I think just he had wing. almost forty points that day too. I think it was thirty five to be exact, which was a, that's a solid day. And their team was good. They hit twenty threes as a team. I mean, that's that's crazy. They could not miss, and eventually. When Brookfield Academy missed some shots, that's when Lake City took advantage of that, and then they started pulling away. It was like 99. Was, did they have 100? I think, no, they did hit the 100 mark. Yeah, no, was, they, uh, I think it was 99. Yeah, you're right. It was really close. Either way, they ended up beating Brookfield by 30 or so. Right. And After that was, being at like 50 to 40 at halftime. Yeah, it, it was crazy. And I think another kid for, for Lake City had six or seven threes them, himself. So it was it was fun basketball to watch. But, yeah, when you, you looked at Logan Lanners – and at that point, I haven't heard of Logan Landers. I might have scrolled and saw his name on the on Mark Miller's player rankings prior, but that kid was it was unreal. I mean, he, it's not like he went and had spectacular dunks because when you see, think of a six ten guy, you think of a guy down low. No, he was all over the floor. At some point, when they had Aiden Clary off the ball or they had him on on the bench uh, resting, Logan Landers was their primary ball handler. Right, and just looking back, I think I don't know when the the list was last updated. Oh, it says April 9th was the last update on the rankings. And like I said, Logan Landers currently stands 15, but I think once it gets redone, I think he'll probably move up to the top five, wouldn't you say? Especially when you're getting SEC and Big 12 offers. Yeah, it's there's a reason. And speaking of that, all this, all of uh, Logan Landers' offers, and then you look at guys like Tyrese Hunter, who's gotten some offers from Louisville, Georgia, among others. It's getting looked at by Kentucky. Yep. Even. Uh, and they look at James Graham. James Graham is the remaining college, well, I should say, along with Kobe Johnson. But uh, James Graham, 6'9", for, uh, forward, he'll be an incoming senior in the class of 2021, has gotten offers from Michigan State, Xavier, uh, Virginia Tech. Georgia. Georgia. All in the span of about a couple weeks. And the funny thing is, is everything's been quiet. There's been no AAU circuits because everything's been postponed. Uh, there's been no open gyms or workouts. Because all these college coaches are forbidden during this period. So in virtual tours of campuses and in virtual conversations with college coaching staffs and players, a lot of these guys have been getting a lot of offers and they haven't played in you know, a few months. Game, yeah. yeah, played in a few months. And the AAU circuit usually starts in April and there's been nothing. But these guys have somehow been getting offers. Do you know? Do you have an idea why that could be? I don't know. It's uh... – it's crazy right now because, like you said, obviously there's got to be a reason that these guys are getting noticed if it's just that their highlight reels are getting out there. And 
Um, we said a bunch of good names, but we also didn't mention David Joplin of Brookfield Central, mm-hmm. who's also picked up five to ten Power Five school offers. Butler, and Michigan State, are among a couple. UNLV. UNLV. And Brookfield Central obviously was about to have. They were the number one team in Division One, which probably the number one team in college, in Wisconsin basketball, maybe ahead of Nicolay and Lacrosse Central, along with you know David Joplin and Ben Now, and they had um, uh, a couple other guys that were. I think one kid's going D2, right. uh, the Abdul kid in 2020 as a senior. But otherwise, they were looking to have a prime, another, they had one state last year in Division One for Wisconsin. They were looking to repeat themselves again, too. And plus, they had, they'd beat Sussex Hamilton and Patrick Baldwin earlier in the year. Yep. And they were primed to win it again. And they and Joplin and now, Ben Now, who is ranked uh, ninth in Mark Miller's rankings for his class of 21. 2021 players also has a few D1 six one point guard. Yep, Green Bay and Milwaukee. Uh, I think Miami of Ohio have offered among some. They're looking to repeat, and I think next year, you know, if everything goes back to normal, they'll be uh, ready to repeat themselves. But you look at other guys, uh, Kobe Johnson, Jalen Johnson's younger brothers there, Cade Meyer at Monroe, Braden Daly at a Cuba City, Brandon Kaczynski has got a few. Yep, Cam Palessa at a Waukesha West. Those guys are. It's a loaded class. So. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll go through a little bit more of the class and uh, some of the uh, the uh, implications that the COVID has quieted our, uh, our uh, spring and summer sports season. So we'll be right back. Stay with us. All right, and we're back with the uh, – with our uh, podcast here, what's our uh, <laughs> what's our name of our podcast? The Wenzel Perspective. That's right, the Wenzel Perspective. All right, we left off on uh, going over some of our uh, our high school rankings for the state of Wisconsin here. Um, obviously, just trying to to get out that we've had some pretty strong classes in the last several years, and we were just kind of going over the or uh, briefly the top re- recruits in our state in the class of 2020 and 2021. Uh, 2022 is a little bit new yet for for Wisconsin. Uh, you got guys like Leon Bond out of Wauwatosa East, Seth Trimble out of uh, Menominee Falls, and Max Nelson out of Appleton North. So it's a little bit new with those guys yet. So as soon as you know, like the summer goes along, as well as the fall, it'll be a little bit more easier to go in depth with, in depth with those guys. But uh, we got about 15 minutes left of our, our our show, our first episode, and we're gonna go over some of the recruitment. So of our uh, upcoming guys, 2020 class is now signed and gone. You got guys like Jalen Johnson, it's going to Duke. The Davis Twins are going to Wisconsin. Uh, Jacob Agnesevich is going to, uh, excuse me, Valparaiso. Uh, but we'll, we'll preview some of the the, uh, the schools for our top players in our 2021 class for Wisconsin, and uh, we'll give you some predictions and where we think they might go. Uh, obviously, some of it, some of those recruitments are a little bit. Uh, you know, quiet. Some of them are maybe a little bit more well known for a lot of us. So, uh, Cam, we'll we'll start off with Patrick Baldwin at number one here. So, was that like a week ago? He just recently cut his list down to his top ten, and just to name a few, got obviously at the big schools like Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, uh, Michigan, and then some of the more smaller schools he's considering like. Well, not small, but Wisconsin, Northwestern, even UW-Milwaukee. Um, 
obviously the favorite by um, most people of us would assume that Duke is probably the favorite, wouldn't you say? You know, if you guys want to hear a little fun fact, and this is where I read, usually when Duke recruits, they don't really recruit a lot of younger players. Usually they don't start really recruiting a kid till they're a junior in high school. They'll scout a lot of these kids, but I read that Patrick Baldwin is the first known high school freshman to receive an offer from Duke. So he's a junior. He'll be a senior this next year. And I think that might mean a little bit to Patrick Bowen. I mean, Duke is Duke. I mean, I think, you know, if it's not Duke, it's Kentucky that's got the number one classes. And why not? It's a big-time school. Arguably the best coach of all time. Um, His AAU teammates, Jalen Johnson and Jamin Brakefield, they're both going there Mm -hmm. this next year. So that might be a factor he considers having some familiar faces to go along. And Duke likes to recruit Wisconsin, too. I mean, they offered Diamond Stone the 2015 uh, recruit out of out of Dominican at that point. They recruited Kevon Looney out of Milwaukee Hamilton, who was class of 2014. They recruited Bronson Koenig out of Lacrosse Aquinas in 2013. And obviously Koenig went to Wisconsin, Looney went to UCLA, and Diamond Stone ended up going to Maryland. But uh, with Patrick Baldwin, you know, Duke's got, you know, they like to hit Wisconsin. Like I said, Wisconsin is a very underrated uh, state for high school basketball. High school football as well, and we'll get to high, Wisconsin high school football in some later episodes, but which is getting stronger as well. But I guess you know, with you know, there's a lot of good schools. Patrick Bowen can pick any school he wants on his list, and and uh, you know, I, and I would probably say Duke is probably the favorite. I mean, he could. I think he'll excel at any other school, but also. Don't count out Northwestern where his dad played. His mom too. Didn't and his he? mom was a volleyball player at Northwestern. And don't count out playing for his dad at UW Milwaukee. I think that'd be a shock for everybody if he went to Milwaukee, just because smaller conference doesn't have as great a competition. Obviously, it's still a Division One school, very prestigious, but just the level of what you're playing at might not be as great. Yep, and that's understandable. I mean, but there are there have been players in the past. I remember I'm a 2011 high school graduate, and I remember uh, watching Trey Ziegler. Uh, he was a 2011 recruit out of the state of Michigan, and uh, he was, I think, ranked in the 40s or 50s by Rivals.com, and he could have went to Duke. Duke offered him a scholarship, and he ended up playing for his dad at the University of Central Michigan. And oh, Right, it's like a – can't think of his name right now, the guy that – Last year, two years ago, committed to Western Kentucky. Charles Bassey? Yeah, he he was a five-star recruit, had plenty of big-time offers, but chose to go to a smaller school. And you see, like, look at the 2020 class. I think if you look at the top ten players, it's a little bit of a, a differential in the choices of schools. I believe the only person in the top ten that picked either Kentucky or Duke was Brandon Boston, who's going to Kentucky. Otherwise, everybody, like Greg, Bra- Greg Brown's going to Texas, Scotty Barnes is going to Florida State, Evan Mobley to US, uh, USC – Kate Cunningham, Oklahoma State. Jalen Green's going to the G League route. Well, I mean, right, those are still big-time Power 5 schools. Obviously, they're not the well-known recruiters like Duke and Kentucky. They're smaller on that scale, but they're still bigger than, like, a Milwaukee or a Western Kentucky. But, I mean, obviously, college players have proved that you don't need to go to those big-time schools. Like, look at John Morant, number two overall pick. He didn't go to a Power 5 school. And mostly, it's hard to really – uh, predict at that point, you know, which guys will turn up. I mean, you look at stories like everybody says J.J. Watt wasn't highly recruited and he wasn't. 
goes to Wisconsin or Central Michigan to start, transfers to Wisconsin, and then was a top fifteen pick. But yeah, I mean, I guess I look at it because a lot of these high, these scouts for basketball, most and usually high school basketball analysts can can get a lot of these rankings pretty accurate. A lot of those guys, usually if you're a top 20 recruit, you're probably going to be a lottery pick. Not everybody is, but the majority of them are. Well, obviously there can only be 14. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I mean, or a first round pick in general. Right. So um, I think by, if I had to predict though, at this moment, I would say that Patrick Baldwin would be going to Duke. At this point, I'd probably say just from seeing the rumors too, Duke is probably going to be the favorite, but I guess don't count out Northwestern or Milwaukee. All right, so we're on our next recruit, and we've got the number one point guard in the, in the state of Wisconsin. we got Tyrese Hunter out of Racine St. Catharines. And uh, Cam, why don't you give a little bit of in-depth uh, uh, list of who's uh, recruiting him right now. All right, just to name, of the, name a few of the bigger schools, um, we got Marquette, Florida, Iowa State, Louisville, Minnesota, Northwestern, just to name a few. Yep, I mean, and – as we talked about before, Hunter's recruitment has really taken off since the COVID implications. He's done several virtual uh, meetings with st- coaching staffs and uh, virtual tours of schools. And, you know, he's, I've never actually seen him play in person yet. You know, we've had the privilege of seeing Jalen Johnson and Patrick Baldwin and uh, the Davis twins, but, you know, Hunter was, we were hoping we would have at least got to see him play as I, you know, Racine St. Catharines was, Probably likely going to state in Division Three. They were four. No, they're Division Three. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, they 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 were number one team all year long, D three, and likely going to be down in Madison. But so, with that being said, um, his recruitment still he's still getting a lot of offers right now. Oh yeah. Um, I think he just didn't. I don't know if Georgia was the one offered him the other day. And like I said earlier, that in the in the actual season, he was getting looked at by Kentucky. Obviously, they didn't mm-hmm. offer, but. I'm sure he's still on their yeah. radar. So I mean, you look at a guy, a kid like Tyrese Hunter. It's probably a pretty, uh, it's pretty like grim looking at his recruitment right now. I think it's wide open, and you never know. I mean, Patrick Baldwin said he'd like to make a decision in the fall, and obviously there's no rush that they have all fall, yeah. most of all winter. So right now, Tyrese Hunter is probably going to wait for a while because he's still getting offers. He's a rising prospect. I think. Uh, 247 Sports has him ranked, I think, in the, just outside the top 109. Yep, in their in their composite rankings, I think in their regular 247, he's like 80 or 90 in that range. So he's a rising he's a rising kid from the way I've seen him in highlights. He's a really hard minded defensive player that can score on offense. He's a great great shooter, distributor, and he's got Kamari McGee as his teammate, who's ranked in the top 10 in the 2021 class of Wisconsin prospects as well. So don't be surprised if Kentucky maybe does future or offer future in other uh, power schools as well. Right. Not that not playing AAU hurt him. Obviously he probably could have been more exposed and got bigger offers, but obviously he's still picking up good offers at a pretty consistent rate here. So, I mean, I would expect it to keep going. Yeah. I guess if, uh, if I had to make a prediction, which is, I'm not very confident in my pick, I'd probably say Marquette. I'd have to agree. I mean, I mean, he's, I think Marquette was one of the first to really go after him hard, and uh, being being from that somewhat of that area, southern yeah, Wisconsin, and, you know, as Marquette really hasn't shined on the court as a team. I mean, last year, not this last year, the year before, before the Housers transferred, they were really they were having a really solid year, and then I think they dropped the last seven games of the year. 
got knocked out by John Morant and Murray State in the first round of the NCAA tournament, and the Hausers transferred. You know, I mean they they got they got some good uh, guys coming in for this next year. They got Dawson Garcia, who's a five star recruit. Yep, McDonald's All American, and then I know they got a uh, some recent transfers that are pretty solid coming in. So I think. On the, they're on the rise for the most part. They've got a they've got a couple four star recruits. Steve Wojciechowski can recruit. Now we just got to see if they can uh, turn the uh, those recruits into performance on the floor, especially after landing Ohio State transfer DJ Carton was a five star in the class of right, twenty nineteen. Right, that was a big pickup for them. Yep. So uh, that's so we both predict Marquette, uh, Marquette for Hunter. Uh, we'll get to a, a few more of them here. Probably round up the top five. Would you say? Yeah, that's probably a good idea. David Joplin. So we got David Joplin, six seven power forward out of Brookfield Central, and like we just previously talked about our before the break, um, he was another one getting a lot of you know some offers through this uh, right he, quiet process. He was, I mean, he was getting looked at throughout the like the winter, but mostly smaller schools like you know like Green Bay, Milwaukee, Valparaiso, and then it was recently in the last month or two that he started picking up the bigger bigger college offers. Mm-hmm. Especially Georgetown and Butler have jumped in the recruitment. Missouri, UNLV, DePaul. Um, like I said, I mean, I've watched them play a little bit last year in their in the state championship game when uh, Central beat. Would they play? Was it Hamilton? No, they beat Hamilton to go to state. Oh, that's right. Yeah, conference rivals. I remember the Brookfield Central winning state. Somehow, I can't actually get that picture in my head right now. But anyway. Um, he was pretty solid as a sophomore. I mean, you can tell, you know, being six seven, you always try to look at kids that are freshman and sophomore that have that height because you think that, well, they round their game. They could be a definite D1 prospect. And I think with him too, though, is that his team was so fundamentally sound and well-rounded. Um, was that last year or two years ago they had guys that Division two, even some low Division one. Well, last groups. year they had Ben Nell's brother Cole Nall was still on the team, and I believe he's playing D2 at a certain level. There was another Gage Malenzik was yep. their actually their leading scorer before he got kicked off the team from a off off uh, court incident. So and they then, had they had a lot of right, and then you got weapons. Cole now too, who is getting looked at ben by Nelf. like or yeah, who is getting looked at by Milwaukee and Green Bay. Yep, Miami Ohio is another one. You can go up to the the MAC conference there, but uh, you know it's Joplin's recruitment is probably similar to Hunter. He's getting offers are starting to come in, so it's not like they're looking to rush. You know, they could let's say Duke were to throw an offer to these guys, and you never know they could jump on an offer like that. So I guess it's it's hard to say with Joplin right now. I mean, I well, that's with the likes of any of these guys. I mean, they're at the point where offers are at their peak coming in, and they still got a whole another year left to play where they got the summer yet to figure it out, and into the fall, even into their season. Yep. You know, and I think Marquette, if they jump in, they could be a contender with Joplin, you know, right, being Brookfield being Milwaukee area. Yep. Being close by, um, you know, and, and it's funny, I don't, don't mean to go off topic here, but it seems like with all the talent that the state of Wisconsin produces, I think a lot of Badger fans kind of like to wonder, well, how can we never land that talent? How can we don't even go after that talent? And I think that'll be a, a topic for a, a different episode. Right. Obviously that could, right. T- that was a discussion that Baldwin had when, he released his top 10. Obviously, people were asking, why isn't Wisconsin coming in at a higher rate? Well, they just assume that they probably aren't going to get him, so they don't want to waste their resources where maybe they can get a guy like Joplin who is on a smaller scale but still a quality player. Yep. 
Yep. So I guess if I had to predict at this point, I, I, I'm going to go with, under with the offers. He's yeah, got. With, with the offers he's got and the offers that come, I'm going to put him as um, an undecided right now. I, I think his recruitment well, is far. His recruitment is far from. Well, home. yeah, but if you had to pick one, if, <laughs> oh man, it's it's tough. If I guess if I had to pick one, I'm going to go with Marquette just because it's hey, it's nearby. He's offered though. I think Marquette's going to eventually offer though. Right. Well, I'm if I'm going strictly off his offers, I'd probably say Butler. I think he'd fit in. Well, I, I think he could fit. In, I think he could fit in Georgetown too, but it also depends on who um, obviously commits to that school, right? As well, that's a lot of time yet for decisions to be mm-hmm. made. All right, we're going to jump over to small forward James Graham, six nine out of Nicolay High School, uh, former teammate of uh, Jalen Johnson. And well, I think probably is the hottest prospect right now in the state. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's been. Every day I've been noticing and I've been getting updates on my phone and here I get an update. James Graham has picked up an offer from this school, this school. Uh, you look at schools like Maryland, Michigan State, Xavier, Georgia. Uh, Missouri. Missouri have all offered James Graham within the last week. He's been getting – and I and he remember, this was a kid that got a Rutgers offer his freshman year. Right, and I think there was one more. Did He, he got one more at that time too. Yep. And I was shocked because – Going into he transferred to Nicolay his freshman year. He wasn't originally in the Nicolay area. I, I think he's was, from out east somewhere. Well, no, maybe originally, but he went to middle school in like New Berlin or something like mm-hmm. that. But I was shocked because watching him at state, I mean, obviously he was overpowered with like Jamari Sibley and Jalen Johnson, but I mean he didn't seem to do much. I mean, he averaged what, like six points a game. But like I said, you got national talent and like that it's hard to really shine but and he's grown too remember he was six five six six in the last year I, th- I think though Jalen Johnson missing half that season really helped him shine he averaged over 20 points a game this last year and then yeah like even in the season he still only had Rutgers basically as his main offer and then obviously within the last month or now he's picked up these huge offers of Michigan State coming in yesterday which will probably even spark more Yep. And, uh, you know, like I said, his recruitment's similar to Tyrese Hunter. You'd probably expect a number of other schools to jump in as well. I mean, it's he's got a pretty good list so far, and, you know, I'm sure it'll obviously improve. Um, I guess prediction-wise right now, it's kind of a interesting. I know two, um, a lot of people have Maryland as a favorite right now. And, you know, Maryland's obviously, you know, a solid school, obviously a solid Big Ten school now, Mark Turgeon at the head coach, uh, head coaching spot. So, I mean, Maryland, Michigan State, Vanderbilt are, are solid options right now. I, get, I mean, if Marquette jumps in, I think they could obviously be a I, contender too. Personally, I hope Wisconsin goes after him because I think he'd fit in real well. I can kind of see him being almost like a Nigel Hayes type player for Wisconsin. Yeah, that's – He's got a similar physique to yeah, him. He's got – yeah, he's he does. And I think uh, it would definitely help. I mean, Wisconsin's got a pretty good – 2021 class committed right now and i think they got one scholarship left after julian roper committed to northwestern so you never know right, they could, i think they could hit J- james graham up and you know that would be a solid fit is there a likelihood of that happening probably not but i mean i never mean know. theoretically it would be a, a solid fit so i guess right now if i had a pick i'd probably would pick maryland yeah probably who i'd say with too all right, we got a couple more guys left to uh, to go after here. Uh, I believe we're on uh, Logan Landers. We're going to go with him. I know he's not as highly ranked in the Wisp Sports list, but I think uh, obviously us, we've seen him in person. 
as has Mark Miller. Nothing, no, no, nothing against Mark Miller's ranking, but I think with the recent spurt and the uh, recruitment of Logan Landers, I think it's safe to say if you got schools like Houston, TCU, Texas A&M, and Missouri going after him, I think he's, you know, the real deal. He's the real deal, and obviously, we thought he was the real deal after watching him against Lake City in the Minnesota-Wisconsin border battle. But uh, his obviously recruitment has taken off in the past week is just skyrocketed. So what he, what offers did he get? Uh, obviously the three Texas schools, like we mentioned, uh, Houston, TCU, Texas A&M, and then also Missouri. But And he also has Milwaukee on his list as well. You know, a lot of, and some people don't know, actually, Logan Landers is a, is a collegiate baseball pitcher as well. I believe Wisconsin-Milwaukee has offered him a baseball scholarship as well. I think well. I did hear that, yeah. You know, for being 6'10", and he's really, from what I've seen, a really solid pitcher. That's a, that's a Rainey Johnson type uh, combination. And what I've seen is because, uh, you know, Wisconsin actually a solid baseball state. You know, A.J. Vukovic out of East Troy, who's one of the top 2020 basketball prospects in the state. East Troy committed to Louisville. Committed to Louisville is for baseball. He's a top 10 recruit nationally for baseball. And he's also just he scored over 2,000 points in his prep high school career, too. East Troy, I believe, uh, before the COVID thing canceled everything, East Troy, I think, just lost. I, I it's been I kind of zoned out of high school basketball at some point, but yeah, I think it's East, been almost two months. Now. Yeah, East Troy I think did just lose before the uh, COVID uh, postponed and canceled everything. But of course, that Division Three regional East Troy was in with uh, us. I think they actually did lose to St. John's Northwest Military Academy, if I remember. I think we're seeing St. Catharines is in there too, in there. And Martin Luther was in there too. So I mean, that's Dominican. Yeah, they, they had already uh, lost, that, but they were still. That was a brutal region. And the thing was, St. Cats was easily going to come out on top. Right. But, you know, you look at the recruitment Logan Landers is picking up, it's obviously a new recruitment for him. So I, I'd say undecided at this point. I mean, I, you don't even know. Well, yeah, I mean. Who's going to jump into only, there yet? Only three offers basically in a week span with, I mean, he's only going to be a junior this upcoming year, right? Maybe a senior. Oh, he'll be a senior. So, I mean, yeah, he's still got time. He's probably the most raw prospect out of them all in terms of recruitment and what he has to come. Mm-hmm. But obviously, if we are picking one, my guess I would go with TCU. I had to. I, I I guess if you look at the, the offers he's gotten, I'd say Texas A&M. You know, Buzz Williams is the head coach. He's got the Milwaukee connection, obviously being at Marquette. Um, I it, mean, Houston's a good pick. They they've had some success of late with the tournament mm-hmm. and everything. You know, you look at other schools like colleges that you know because we see a lot of kids become multi-sport athletes in college now. So if there's a school that's recruiting for basketball and say, hey, we wanted to play basketball, but look at our baseball program and say, hey, would you be able to offer this kid a scholarship? He's a easily collegiate baseball player too. Right. I know that for football, the Badgers are actually going after a Minnesota hockey recruit at the moment. So, yeah, I mean, that's – I think it's, you see a lot of that. There's that kid going to Tennessee that was a stud four-star basketball player, but he's also a four-star football player as well. He's got a – he's like 6'1", 6'2", but he's got a 45-inch vertical jump. All right, we got our last – we got our one more recruit before we wrap things up. Uh, we've got Kobe Johnson for uh, the younger brother, Jalen Johnson, out of Nicolay Bank. Nicolay Bank. <laughs> Nicolay Bank, yeah, right. <laughs> one of our best uh, local high sc- or local uh, adult basketball teams in, uh, in Medford, Wisconsin. But uh, we go look at Kobe Johnson out of Nicolay Bank. Uh, Nicolay <laughs> Bank. <laughs> I know, I get used to it every time. So Kobe Johnson out of Nicolay High School. Uh, so Cam, what, what are some of the schools that are recruiting, uh, Kobe Johnson right now? Obviously the biggest offer he has right now is 
University of Cal, which you just picked up a day or two ago. But then, then you get down to like some of the smaller schools like Elon, Indiana State, DePaul, Milwaukee, etc. Yep, and uh, you know, for a while, you know, Kobe Johnson was kind of under the radar with his brother. He wasn't really highly, yeah. highly the, recruited. In, in the shadows, living under his. Yep, with his brother in the spotlight. Yep, and then I think a lot of people realize, especially I think obviously this year without Jalen and being alongside James Graham, I think his uh, his profile really took off. You know, he, uh, he stat wise, I think he was almost at twenty twenty eight yep. two, well probably seven eight assists, and obviously Nikolay was a solid team, and then obviously with his brother Jalen coming back and being moving back and then becoming eligible, they became the favorite to win state at D two. Um, you know, and his recruitment's probably picking up too. I mean, he's he might not get like a Duke offer like his brother did, but he, mean, he could see like uh like maybe like a if you look at the ECC, like power schools like Clemson or Boston College, you know, schools that maybe right. aren't small, not as con- successful. Yeah, they're not they're not going to compete for conference championships at the rate like you know in the ACC like Duke and Louisville are. But like you know, you look at the Big Ten like Rutgers could offer him or. Uh, you know, Northwestern, you know, schools like that. To be honest, I was kind of surprised that he got that offer from Cal. Kind of came out of nowhere with yeah. just the offers that he's You know, had. Cal, Cal's had some good years, but they've also kind of struggled to stay consistent. Right, well, they, the I time. mean, they've had some good recruits over the past couple of years with Jalen Brown a handful of years ago. And yeah, Marcus Lee, well, obviously was went to Kentucky, but then transferred to Cal, and they've, uh, they've had some good but, players yeah, in the past. Yeah, like I said, though, I mean, they've had good recruits that it's no slouch of an offer for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, personally, I don't. See, it's hard to, to see him going to a big school like that, just because I don't know if he would get much playing time. I see more like a school like Milwaukee being a better fit for him. That's where mm-hmm. his dad went, and I know his brother, his other brother, his oldest brother, Rod, went to Chattanooga and is now yep. at Western Illinois. So I mean, I feel like those type of schools would be a better fit for him, just for playing time and success wise. And you never know; he could make a big jump because I think a lot of these guys are still trying to get into the gym. You know, working by themselves, or they're with their with their dad or their coach. Or he's another one who's grown. That I know, like his sophomore year, he was only about six two, and now he's up to like six five, I think six six almost. That's crazy. Some of the the uh, the growth spurts that these guys can get in a short span. It's just like Anthony Davis when he was six three his junior year. You know, growing to six ten his right. senior year. Like, and- I don't know if, if he'll be as tall as his brother Jalen, and obviously he probably won't be as good. I don't know. He might be a little bit better shooter than Jalen, but not by much. I think he still struggles kind of like Jalen does. Not as as bad of a scale, but. But otherwise, bright future for sure, though. Right. All right. So we wrapped up the uh, little bit of a recruitment preview in the class of 2021. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this uh, episode. Uh, hopefully there's plenty more to come and you, you guys can have the opportunity to keep listening. Um, Basically, this is what we go through. We go through the high school and collegiate uh, basketball and football aspects of the state of Wisconsin. Obviously, we'll get into professionals, too. As yep, now and then. Um, other news that pops out, if there's recruitment news regarding any of these guys, that'll come up. Now and then, we might dip into the national scene, too, for the recruitments. Uh, you might see, you know, if NBA draft, whenever we hear news on that, we'll, every, we'll definitely preview the NBA draft coming up. Uh, and now and then... You know, just maybe just talk about random sport events that happened, our, our opinions on things. Yep, just debates, and then eventually I'll try to get the opinions of anybody else. We'll get the links out of, for the for the podcast, and if people are listening, they want to send a question in, and we'll definitely pick that up in that process. Uh, 
otherwise, you know, there'll be times like we're fond of video games. We're fond of uh, TV shows as well. What comes up on Netflix or Amazon video, you know, we, we like to debate it. We always have debates with each other. You know, what show is better? What show should you watch next? What show, you know, it's, it's, it's a constant cycle with a lot of these topics, but it's never, it's never ending. It's always fun. It's uh it's, it's a, it's, it's a cool process. Um, next episode, we'll probably do the, the football high school version of Wisconsin. I know there's recruitments that are heating up for certain guys in the state of Wisconsin. Otherwise, uh, we'll see what's also going on and other news around just in terms of sports and stuff. Keep yeah. Up with that. Never know with, uh, the stay at home order in Wisconsin lifted. You never know. There might be some pickup in, uh, in uh, the, uh, the world of sports in the state of Wisconsin or otherwhere else that's notable of having a debate about. So, Hey, thanks guys for listening in. Uh, if you have any other questions, you guys can email the show or email the show, type a question in and we'll, if you got a question for either of us, we'll answer it for our next episode. All right, guys, everybody take it easy and we'll see you the next time.